This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Custom Inc. is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. This is our post-match show of West Brom versus Fulham, which was a nil-nil draw. Joining me right now, live on the Cottage Talk Facebook page, and also my Twitter account, Russ underscore Goldman, is Jan Janais. And Janis, let's not waste any time. Again, it's a point, but we know that they needed all three points, so it is disappointing just give me your initial thoughts on this draw for Fulham, and then we're going to break it down. Well, you know that I'm sort of half glass full, half glass empty, Russ. So uh, yep. uh, we were at 76 points, and we knew that we'd need to run the table, plus we'd need some help to get the chance to finish top two. And um, I'm not, I'm not, I, I still feel the way I did last night. I'm not disappointed about the point. I thought it was a decent enough performance. Um, I think okay. that um, we, we've now gone, I believe it's 483 minutes since conceding a goal. So it's seven hours, basically, which is, I think, tremendous. So yep. since the 52-second goal against the Haas, we're unbeaten in five. And I think that we've got a good run of momentum 
going into our last two games. And I'm not sure how the Sheffield Wednesday game is going to go, but after Wigan smashing the schmull last night, um, they've still got a lot to play for. And that should be a good atmosphere, you know, on, on the pitch. And, uh, yep. you know, we've kept the run going. A lot of fans are very upset with, with, with Scotty Parker about, you know, the perception about how he approached the, the game. But, but as we're going to see yeah, here... Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, because if you look at... Even forget the people, the players who aren't playing. Just look at the bench. And, and uh, I think you've got to take a look in terms of next year, where, whichever division we're in. Yeah. We have to have a much... We have to have much more depth attacking-wise than we currently do in this lineup. Totally agree, Giannis. It's funny. You and I were talking about this before we went live. The differences between the benches between West Brom and Fulham, and uh, it's a good point. You said, you know, we, we should be talking about that, and I agree with you because we will be talking about the injuries that Fulham have, and that, I think, had a very bad effect. But do you go back and you look back? I've heard from Fulham supporters, why didn't we get a backup striker? Why didn't we get this? Maybe we did not get an, enough offensive threats to come off of uh, the bench, and I think it showed itself against uh, West Brom. When you look at, you know, you and I were talking about who they can bring off the bench compared to who Fulham can bring off the bench. It was kind of striking the difference. Now, I know that Kamara was out, Kearney was out, and they would be a difference as well. They would totally would be a difference, but I think maybe they were missing a player or two. So I think it's fair to talk about that, my friend. But listen, for me, I was disappointed, just like everyone else. I was very disappointed, Giannis, because I saw the opportunity, and I thought this is a great chance for Fulham to still be in the mix for automatic promotion. But as you and I have talked about it, and I needed to come to terms with it, it was always a long shot. It really was. It was a long shot because the odds were stacked against them. After those two losses, after we came back from – from the restart, it was going to be very hard for them to do it. I just wanted that glimmer of hope to be alive. It still is, but it really is. It's Again, you would have to have West Brom losing twice. They're not going to lose twice. So you can basically look now at the playoffs, which is okay. You know, Again, I'm glad that you came back to this, Giannis. When we look at the progression since the restart, you have to look at the clean sheets. You have to look at this. You have to look at how the defense is playing. I know it's a glass half full look at that, but it's legitimate. We should be looking at that as well. Am I disappointed? Yes, of course I'm disappointed. But after the match, I was really surprised by some of the commentary I saw. Yes. So here's a talking point that I want to want to go through with you because I saw this. I saw it all over Twitter, and I was a little surprised by this. Did Fulham play for a draw? Did Scott Parker set his team up in the second half to just play for the draw? Giannis, there's no way he did this. He went for the victory. In fact, I remember when I'm watching the commentary on the broadcast, they were talking about how Scott Parker was talking about that he knew his team had to win. The problem was, and if you watch Scott Parker's video after the match, you're going to find out that the injuries affected how he could potentially change the game. He did not have Tom Kearney. He did not have Abubakar Kamara off the bench. And you have the substitution of Niskins Cabano at the end of the first half. He was really your only offensive threat, Giannis, off the bench. So how are you going to 
changed the game in the second half. You you really did not have anyone that could do that. Yes, you brought on Cyrus Christie late in the match, Giannis. But this idea that Fulham were playing for a draw, I completely disagree with. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's, it's absolute nonsense. If you look, I'm just looking at the bench here, Russ. Okay, so Betts is in there. Marson's not played a game in 150 years. Marchand's had a few minutes since the break. Cyrus came on. Stephen Sess is a defender. Yeah. K-Mac is a defender. Naiskins came on for Caballero. Steph, Joe, is a possibility you could put him in as a false number nine. Well, he came on for Arnhem, who was looked leggy in the second half. He's played a lot of football. Yep. And Harry Arter, I, I, I believe Harry Arter wasn't brought on because I think he's... I think he's got a knock and he's probably resting him a little bit. So if you look at a lot of fans would have been upset, but take a look at that bench. Where the hell is the option? You don't have it. And that's why at the end of the season, when you're evaluating the squad, um, you've got to level some blame at Tony Khan here because you have a, forget Kearney and Boo Boo being injured. Yep. Whether they're playing or not, we still have a very suspect looking bench in the sense that defensively we've got a lot of cover. Right, midfield we have a lot of cover, but up front we've got nothing. And and you could say, well, why were you know why don't you bring you know um, Asher or Stance? We'll put them in there. I think these are very tough games to put them in. And I think that as well, we'd be doing a disservice to West Brom because West Brom are, are a very good side. They got a they are. An outstanding head coach. I thought defensively, West Brom last night were excellent. Um, I thought Ajay and Higazi kept Mitro very very quiet, and he. Um, was starting to get really frustrated in the, in the second half, which didn't really help matters, but there you go. And then you've got players like, you know, Hal Robson Kahn, who can come off the bench. Can, uh, right off the, I mean, that's amazing yeah, that they right. have that ability to do They've that. They've got that ability. And if you look at Leeds, Leeds have depth. Even, even look, um, I, I hate to bring up the fodder, but it was their subs that made the difference when we yeah. played them at the cottage. I mean, we went off. Very and, true. So we just, so I think, Scotty can only do what he's what he's got. I don't yep. think we're deep enough. I yeah. don't think there's a lot he could have done. And you've got a couple of players who is suspect as to why they're in the lineup anyway. Sure. So um, let's remember. Let's remember. Okay, first year manager in the toughest second tier league in the world. I think safe to say, twenty two wins, unbeaten in five, and he's not even forty yet. Yep. I mean, I, I think he's I, I think he's done a brilliant job, and um, I know people talk about Parker Ball, and that's his style, that's his way. And let's flip the, the script, Ross. What would have happened if he said, "Okay, um, let's flip things around with twenty minutes to go," and we had a couple of chances? I mean, it's a game of inches. That knockout smash against the bar, yep, that goes in. Let's say we go for it and we lose one nothing. So people say, well, we're still fourth. But there are, there are fans out there who are Scotty bashers. And they'll go, see, he can't do it. He can't get a game plan going. So we'd have an unbeaten run smashed. We'd have a, a goalless um, a clean sheet being smashed. So now we lose a game. We've worked so hard to set up a five-game unbeaten streak. And now we have to start again. It's, right. it, it, so he, I think, was looking at momentum. And tellingly, in the post-match game um Conference, he, he said he talked about five games to go. Right. So he's looking at Wednesday and Wigan, the two semi final playoff games, right. and the final. He has hey, a. He mentioned five. So he mentioned he's five. planning on it. Yep. He's planning on it. I think, he, I think this is a. I think that his mind is set on 
the playoffs. I don't think he really entertained the chance of going up top two because we needed help. Whereas in playoffs, we can control our own destiny, and that's the difference. That's, that's yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I, uh, he's going to have his naysayers of people talking about let's get Karanka in, let's get Hume in. I'm surprised we've not heard Mark Fotheringham yet, but. <laughs> But I think he's done a, a great job, and I think that um, even he must be frustrated as a manager, yeah. saying, "I'm looking at the bench and going, where are my options? Donald Duck, Mickey, Michael Mouse, <laughs> Minnie Mouse, Daffy Duck, Sylvester, no, Tweety." It's a fair point, my friend. It's it really is. It's a fair point when you look at the difference of the benches. That's why when I saw that, and Fulham just did not have anyone of that quality. Yes, they would have had that with with uh, Kamara, but. He wasn't available. So then what do you do? You should have a little bit more depth. But, Giannis, I want to share this comment with you. This is from our friend Trevor Standard. Evening. The subs were too little too late. Giannis, your thoughts on that? You and I talked about the fact that he brought in Cyrus Christie very late. I I don't think that was the right time to bring him on. Why wouldn't he bring him on earlier? And we're already talking about the bench being light, but – how many real options did he have, even with the substitutes, to change the game? He really didn't have it. If, if your player to change the game was Cyrus Christie, yes, I guess you could have done it a little bit earlier, but he's a, a piece of the puzzle, not someone that is really going to unlock a team. And uh, this goes back to just not having enough depth, my friend. Your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there, I'm wondering if there was a knock involved there where Christie – you know, just thought, well, okay, he's, he's doing a lot of management with the back four. I actually thought, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought Christie would have started last night because he's been rotating the fullbacks. He might have seen something. Um, I don't know. I do know that if you looked at the staff, Joe, I was thinking about 10 minutes before that Onoma's legs were looking heavy yep. and they needed to bring someone in. And Steph Joe, I thought, played, um, you know, played really well against Cardiff when he came on. Yep. And that was a good... And but again, attacking options. Could, you could use Steph Joe as a false nine, but really, uh, no. Nah. So he's brought him on to, to bring some energy, and I thought he's done that. And then the last five six minutes, I thought we, you know, we 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 uh, we went at them. We went at them. They started yep. getting nervous, and we asked some questions. We weren't able to break through. But uh, I, I I still not sure about did Christie come on because it was a tactical move, or was he brought on because of a knock? And and that's, I, I don't know. See, and that's and that's it. If it's a knock, it makes sense. If it's yep. tactical, then then it is right that it was a little late, but it would go contrary to everything that that, that Scotty has done before. Right. So I've I've got a tendency to think it was because it was a it was an injury related thing. Same with Arta. People say, well, why didn't Arta come on? I think that's I think Arta's played a lot, and he's probably given him a break. He's put him in the lineup. So yep. It tells us all he's available. But in actuality, he probably had no intention of bringing him on because he had, you know, he had K-Mac and he had um, Steph Joe on the bench. So he had options there and he didn't need to bring him on. Yeah. And again, going back to what we're talking about, Giannis, why didn't Fulham go for it? Well, you've already said this. Scott Parker's philosophy is his philosophy. It's not what you would say, we're going to go right at him. That's just not the way he approaches these matches. It's... Again, what I would call conservative. It's been effective. Again, his teams feel their way into matches instead of taking it at another team. And I think at this point, this is who they are. They're in the mirror 
image of their manager. This this is who they are. So to the say throw everything, you know, the kitchen sink at them. Well, first of all, like we talked about, they didn't have the kitchen sink to throw at West Brom. Right. And uh I don't think that, you know, again, it goes back to my original talking point here is they weren't playing for a draw. They were playing the way Parker wants to play. It just didn't come off. They didn't do enough. That's my takeaway to win the match. They just didn't do enough. And that comes down to a combination of the players and also mentioned Parker and his staff because you do this as a team and they just didn't do enough. And we'll just leave it at that. And like you said, you can also put upper management in that because it's all part of the package. They didn't have enough on the bench, partially because of injuries. But like you said, Giannis, it really also comes down to lack of depth. And we haven't talked about that enough. I'm glad that you brought that up. Again, this isn't a slight on Tony Khan. We're just trying to mention that it's fair to look at it. it we've talked about it during the season. So anyways, uh, let's move on, my friend. Let's talk about this. This is going to be an interesting one. Here's another talk, talking point for you that I, I want your thoughts on. Okay, Mr. Janais. How much did Fulham miss Tom Kearney and Abubakar Kamara in this match? Now, like I mentioned, when I watched the video from Parker, he talked about these two players not having them available. Basically, I'm paraphrasing, just didn't have anyone to unlock a team, especially in the second half. So I'm going to ask you, for analyze both of these players. How much did we miss them? Well, with Kearney, I think we missed Artemore. Uh, because I just, I just think, and I'm going to, I probably generate universal laughter with that comment. But the triumvirate of Arnhemer, Reed, and Arta have played very well together. They have. And it doesn't have to be that Arta is playing brilliant, but the triumvirate as a unit is playing very well. And in the end, of the, you want a, a midfield unit that can do the job. <clears throat> I don't think we missed Kearney. <clears throat> Hopefully, it's going to give him a chance to rethink because I don't think he's been good enough. He's not been anywhere near good enough. Um, and uh, so the answer to Kenny is no. Boo Boo, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Boo Boo gives us, yeah, he gives us a different outlet. He gives us speed. He gives us Pace. physicality. Yeah, Pace a lot and of physicality. And he's and he's, you know, um, and and he's very very physical. And he will not, you know. I I think that, um, you know, I thought Connor Townsend had a pretty good game for them yesterday. But I think yep. Boo Boo would have given them. Absolute eruptions. Him eruptions. Their back four, I thought, played very well last night. Um, but I, I, I just think that, that when you've got someone who's just going to go at you and just, you know, hound you like Boo Boo does, that's right. a different option that teams don't want to don't want to entertain. And he's still he's still a baby, really. So he's still growing in his body. So um, and he's been maturing, Giannis. I'm sorry to cut in. Yeah, yes, yeah. When I look at Kamara. I think Kamara would have made a huge impact in this match. Would we have won? I don't know, but it certainly would have been better with him than without him. The Kearney situation is the Kearney situation. We've talked about this a great deal. I think, I disagree with you. He would have helped us against West Brom. I truly believe that, but I understand your point on the triumvirate with Arthur. So it's kind of a catch-22 because I see your point, but I also understand the value of Kearney, but we haven't seen the best of Kearney. So it's a very weird situation with Kearney. Kamara, I think it's cut and dry. Fulham really missed him, okay? I, I, I don't think there's any question. They missed him in this match, and uh, I just 
Wish him whatever's going on with him. Giannis, you and I talked about it off air. The speedy recovery. I know that he's back in training. I just hope that he's okay. Whatever's going on with him, we don't know. But uh, I look forward to seeing him play again for Fulham. He, again, has grown up as a person, as a player. Fulham miss Abubakar Kamara. I can't say that enough. I can't believe I'm saying that, Giannis, because just a year ago we are talking about getting rid of Kamara. Now he's taken that, he's taken his opportunity and ran with it. Yeah, so. and, and it's interesting because I think, um, again, going back to the squad again. Yep. Um, and it's going to sound like, well, if it's, if it's perceived as a criticism of the cars, then so be it. But I think, um, it, it, again, I'm looking at this bench and I'm going, it's great. Look, two things. We've had 24 leads this year and we're 21 yep. wins and three draws. The way that this squad is good bloody good luck trying to come back in a game against us if we go goal down but goal up that's oh, why I we're t- very, totally agree Giannis and we're a very dangerous team the teams will be scared out of their wits to go goal down to us but the other thing you know just I'm going to go back go back to Slava for a second I can't believe I'm going to do this but I will that's okay if you look at last year the start of the first third of last season was what can cheerfully be called kamikaze defending <laughs> I mean, it was it was, it was it was horrendous. It was it was, and, and bless his cotton socks. You know, he's always going to be close to heart. Slava, he did a fantastic job. Right, I'm not going to have it. But let's think for a moment what would have happened if Scotty had been the manager and employed the same sort of tactics as, um, you know, Slava could have done. Right, would we have a different situation now? And what something we found out very quickly in the Premier League is that if defensively you have no shape, it doesn't matter what defenders you've got, but if you've got no shape, you're done. Because it seems like, you know, every team is able to produce quality and absolute depth. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's something that, I, you know, I think Fulham fans have to think about here because it's not often, you know, and I've been following Fulham for nearly 50 years now. It's not often I could say, you know, could say, well, I can't remember when the, we had a team that, you know, I mean, Tim Ream still has his moments of glory where we're yep. looking so tight. And that's what makes us a very, very dangerous team in the playoffs. If you look at Wickham, I totally agree. Wickham Wanderers, and, and now you've seen the pictures of who I was talking about. Adebayo Akinfenwa. I told you how big a striker he is. Um, I was hoping he was going to play in the championship, but I think he's played his last game for Wickham. But one of the things about Wickham yep. Wanderers, is that they were defensively very, very strong, even though um, they're not necessarily the best team defensively, but Gareth Ainscombe had them organised for the playoffs. So when they came up against Oxford United, who were ranked number one in every category, yep. Oxford couldn't break them down. Fleetwood Town couldn't break them down. And I think that Scotty's style of conservatism going into playoffs is great. He's saying, well, if we go a goal up, you're not going to score on us. And if that's the case we're going to win and he might even be thinking well if we keep three clean sheets in the playoffs we're going to get promoted that's it's, right it's a well, and it becomes a pride thing you know you go a half without conceding and then you go a game without conceding and it all mounts up 483 minutes is, is seven hours is a long time right yeah so i don't think for. that we should be i agree with you not looking at the progress because yeah I know it's boring. I know everyone's talking about how boring it is. 
But the flip side is because I've heard this. Well, Fulham are not going to do well in the playoffs because of the style of play. And I look at it the exact opposite. I agree with you. They're going to be a team no one's going to want to play because they're hard to beat. When we've, if it gets to the point that it's Brentford that we're going to be playing or, you know, maybe West Brom, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm jumping ahead because they still would have to play a team in the playoffs and then get to the final. I still think if they get ahead, it's going to be very difficult to beat Fulham. And uh, I like our chances in the playoffs. I think that we're built for this, and people think that I'm crazy because they think we're not built for this because we don't score enough goals. I think teams that can keep it tight defensively will always be in matches, Giannis. And when when all it takes is a, a mistake and you are solid at the back and you can cause a team to make a mistake, then you win 1-0. It doesn't have to be sexy. It doesn't. Ha- it just has to be effective. I'm not a huge fan of his style. I don't like the conservative style. But I'm not going to come here and tell you that it's not effective because it is. Uh, yeah. It just is. I mean, yeah. that's the reality. I'm not a fan of it. I'm a fan of Slavisa's style. But I can see the value and the flip side of both, Giannis, like you mentioned. How was Slavisa's style in the Premier League? You know, defensively, it, it was shambles. And uh, I guess the best way would be have a have a balance. And but right now we are more defensive minded. It's working. Did it, they do enough against West Brom? The answer is hell no. But if you're looking at the long play, which is the playoffs, I think they are basically building themselves up for that. They are preparing themselves for it. This was going to be a long shot when they lost those two matches. So I see where you're going there, my friend. All right, listen, I want to go back. I want to actually actually read a comment or two to you because I saw one that actually someone asked me to uh, to share. So I'm going to share this with you, Giannis, because we're talking about, about the recruitment. Okay, this is from Pierce Fulham. Read this comment. Fulham need two strikers. I, yes. I don't know if I would say two strikers. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I, I tend to agree because I think okay. if you look at again, but look at that bench again. Ross, we, we yep. you know, I mean, almost tempted to get bets. To, Max would love me for that. But bets to go out and have a run around, see if he can score as a goal, maybe. Uh, I saw one um, comment last night. Why didn't they push Rodak up for the last corner? So what would have happened if we hadn't scored and they ran up the length of the field and they won? So then we've now... Uh, right. Yeah. So it, it's not so much, I mean, you take the point, but it's just... You're keeping the momentum going. Yeah, we do need two strikers. Um, okay. I, I like. I wasn't totally enamoured with Mitro's performance last night. I thought he became a bit sulky. And, and um, I don't know, it's his second game back since suspension. But we need our best players to be our best players. And um, you, you scored 24 goals this year, but remember, you're only as good as your last. Yep. And uh, we need him... We want. I, I think he'll step up for the playoffs, but oh, we're desperately short. I mean, and no, I don't want Aluko and Aite back either. In case anybody's <laughs> wondering, no. Okay. Especially Aite. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, I just want to share this with you. This is from our friend David Clark. The reason we don't finish teams off is because of the way Parker has us playing. That's an interesting commentary. This is again when we get ahead. We play a certain way. But I will say it was a little bit different against Cardiff City because he was more aggressive against Cardiff City when we went ahead. So what are your thoughts about this? 
Well, um, we don't need to finish teams off if in 24 games we take the lead, we, we never lose. So, I mean, it's, I, understand what, I understand what David's saying about, you know, getting the second goal. I just don't think that's the way. I mean, now looking back at the game against Millwall early in the season, the 4 nothing. Yep. That was an anomaly. Remember, we, we said, oh, my God, you know, yep. uh, how fantastic it was. Um, that was a one-off. Yeah. That was a one-off. And most managers will tell you they'd rather win games one nothing any day of the week than 5-3 or anything like that. Um, I, think, I think Scotty's perfect day <laughs> is to win a game one nothing because you win, you get the three points. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. He's, he looks a – and remember, you know um, – We've scored six goals since the break, but we've conceded six. But the sixth one was the early one against the Ha-Has. And, you know, considering yep. we've played now seven games um, and, you know, nearly five games that we've been, we've not let in a goal, I think that's, that's very good defensive form. And it's, yeah, they're and, doing and Harrison, something right. Yeah, and Harrison Reed has been, you see, and, and this is actually going back to the Premier League. If you think that Harrison Reed can't get a look in. I told you this. Yeah. yeah, and Southampton. I'm not. There's no way I'm going to knock Southampton because I think they're a nice team. And I, right. I, you know, Hassan Hootel's done a super job down there, but that tells you in many ways the gulf between, you know, um, Ryan Sessegnon. I mean, it's terrible what's happened to him, but let's be honest, he he really struggled last year yep. um, in the Premier League. It just it didn't work for him. Um, there's a massive gap when you golf when you go in and the players getting paid one, two, three hundred thousand a year, and you know you do a five sub rule and they can bring on world class players who have a hundred caps for their country. It, it's not just about what you've got on the field; it's what you've got on the bench. Right. And um, so, Reed, I mean, Harrison Reed has been so immense. That, that, I mean, that there was a tackle he did in the, in the second half. Yep. A, that block tackle that everyone's talking about, which was absolutely. I mean, I, it's one of the best tackles I think I've ever seen. It was just, it was perfect. But he's, he's done these type of tackles he's, throughout the season. I mean, this isn't just a, you know, again, I know you're talking about this one, but there have been others, you know, oh, that I've seen. I mean, he's just, again, I said to you, he should be in the Premier League. But regardless, I, I want him back with Fulham. I'm glad that we're talking about Harrison Reed, my friend. Listen, let's move on because I want to get your thoughts on the starting 11. And then I'm going to share a comment from one of our watchers or listeners at this point. So thoughts on the starting 11? Well, Dennis O'Dwyer was back. <laughs> which is always good. Um, I really thought before the game, Christie was going was to start. But um, again, I think that might be a man, uh, an energy management. We don't know if there's a knock. You know, they're going to keep it quiet. Um, is Team yep. Ream the luckiest centre-back alive to still be starting? And he was number 13. <laughs> But you know what? When he looks good, there were even moments last night where he did play well. I mean, when he's yeah. on song, he's, he's he's a beast. But then when he does the old kerfluffle and things go wrong. He has the sender Ross moment, yes. Oh, good old sender horse. I love it when we mention him. Midfield, <laughs> um, well, the way that it was, you know, you, you've got Arnhem and Reed in there. But I, I yeah. still feel that we, we missed, we missed um, Harry Arter because then you could free, you could free Bobby. To yep. go wide, um, but I mean, Dekadova Reed. People going on. He's not going to score. He can't score. He won't score. But he, but he works. He he works hard. I, he's I, a player really... you want out there every match. I'm yes. going to say it right now. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of Bobby Dekadova Reed. Yeah. Am I 
Disappointed he hasn't scored many goals? Absolutely, Giannis, but he's valuable to them. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. They had that. I noticed, um, obviously, you had Cavalier and you had Knockhart. Yep. Wide. I thought Knockhart uh, actually had a decent game last he night. He did. Cavallero right now is calming a living. I, I, well, we're going to talk about Cavallero in just a second, my friend. Just, it doesn't help when we've got. It doesn't help when we have a, a lack of attacking options. Yeah, and you got one of your forwards who's just. Uh, we can't afford passengers. I'll call him a passenger no, you can't, right yeah, now. I was going to use another phrase, but the cats. I know. Wow, <laughs> well, um, but I mean, it's yeah. And then you have got Mitro up front, and yep. he's still finding his way back. Um, and then you look at their lineup, you know, and uh, you've got quality. All over. They the certainly park. do. They certainly they do. Really do. And um, uh, they're gonna. They've had a very good season and and have done really really well. And that's the other thing we need to look at. We've gone away from home up to the Hawthorns. We've got a draw against a very very good side. Um, and you've got to take that for what it is. We've yeah. you know we've lost obviously to Leeds and, and, and the fodder. But we, you know, we we dispatched Forest, we dispatched Cardiff, we got a draw here. We've had a very very difficult run in. Yep. And um, you know, I, this was going to be a difficult game, and it turned out to be a difficult game. Um, and then, but a nil nil was. I mean, it was a it was the right result. I don't think anyone deserved to win this. I think I don't think either team deserved it. Yeah, honestly. All right, my friend, I'm going to share some comments because there's something that they have in common. Let's just share this. Trevor Standard again. Johansson should have started. And then that's going to follow up with this comment from Michael New. Johansson needs to be starting every game. It feels like Parker really has a vendetta with him. I don't know if I agree with that. But what are your thoughts about Johansson? Because I was thinking about that before the match. Would he start Johansson? What do you make of that? I'm a huge Steph Joe fan, as you know, but to but to me, he's not a starter here. I think it, I think where he's shown his effectiveness is coming off the bench. If you've got the three, and I and I, looking at the playoffs, I I, I still say Kearney doesn't start. Um, if you've got Reed, Onama, and Arta, um, Steph Joe is a good attacking option to bring on, and uh, I've seen some maturity there. I thought he played well again when he came on last night. Yeah, it's, we're going into playoffs, and we can't afford passengers. And Scotty's got to look at Kearney, and I hope he has a little chat, with a little word in his ear, and says, "Look, well, you're the captain, but if you're leading by example, we need certain things. Now, you've got to take a leaf from the page, although they're different players from from Reed and Onoma, and even Arta, because Arta's Arta's commitment can never be questioned. He put some rash challenges in. I get you." The guy's a, a blood and thunder guts kind of player, and he, he scores the odd goal. But I, you don't see that effort with Kearney, and and so, and if, and if you if you gave me the choice, let's say it's twenty minutes to go, and let's say let's say Harry Arter needs to go off. It's a nil nil game. Yep. Do you bring on Kearney? Bring, do you bring on Steph Joe? For me, it's Steph Joe every time. Interesting. Absolutely. I I I, I right now. Kenny shouldn't be 11. I've said this for a while. I've argued about it. Should he start? Well, I think he, he probably there's probably grounds for him to start in one of the last two games. I'm just not sure. I'd be worried about upsetting the balance of you, the triangle. You really that, like the Arthur, I do. I Reed do. and Onoma. I think on we him, missed Arthur. Yeah, and I think we missed Arthur last night again because okay. now he had to shift it. He had to play Decadova Reed in front of. 
Josh, um, Josh and Harrison, and yep. we didn't quite have the same synergy. I think you've got to go with a system where the players not just play well together, but trust each other. Yeah. And I'll tell you, as a player, I, I would have hated playing with a Kearney because I expect, you know, the one thing about these three um, is that they will all work hard. They're all decent in the air. They're all good tacklers. They can all pass a ball and they'll all drop. You know those five things. Can anyone out there honestly say Kenny does the same thing? I, I, I'll be I'll be waiting a while because that's the three. The three. The beauty is it's like having three safety blankets. Yep. But you can't have it's and it and it goes with the philosophy of Scotty Park in terms of tight defensive units. It, it actually no does. Lack, it's a good point. And there's it's no lack point. of coincidence that we've all of a sudden become very tight. Yeah. And we've got the triumvirate in the middle. I don't think it's a lack of coincidence here. I think it's no, I, got a I actually agree with that. So, I agree with that, Giannis. No, seriously. And it's funny. While you're saying this, I'm thinking about a different sport, a different team. But it's not all about being the most talented player. Tom Kearney is one of the most talented players Fulham have. But give me a player that, again, is giving you maximum effort, and offers you that grit and determination, that defensive part of his game too, I think that there's something to be said for that. Kearney, I think, has a role with Fulham. I, he's still the Fulham captain. But um, I've been waiting to see that other side of his game, Giannis. I'm talking about more of that fight and determination and and that fiery leadership. That's just not him. It, 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 it's a personality situation. It's just not him. He is what we would call a quiet leader. He, you know, again, he just goes about his business. But I guess I look at it differently. I like the fiery leader. So maybe that's why I gravitate towards players like Johansson, like a Reed. I'm talking about Harrison Reed, yeah. that just do their job. You know, like I said, I, one of my favorite players was Chris Baird. Bairdino wasn't like very talented. He just worked very hard at his game and gave you 100%. He was a teammate. He was a team player. I gravitate more towards team players than I do to players that are the most talented players. That's just that's just yeah. the way I roll. And I think when you get into this time of the year, when you're looking at the playoffs, you do need quality. And I think Kearney has something to offer, but I also think players of that triumvirate have something to offer too. So it's – a quandary. What do you do with your Scott Parker? Do you stick with that triumvirate or do you bring back Tom Kearney? And I guess only time will tell, my friend. Let's mm-hmm. let's move on. And coming up next, we're going to talk about the first half. I'm going to get Giannis's review, then the second half, and we will end with Giannis Sharon, who he thinks was man of the match. Okay, my friend, let's get into your thoughts on the first half. And again, it was really two teams for me. I'll I'll just share my thoughts on the first half. There really wasn't much in it for either team. And uh, it was very cagey. I I, I think that's a good word to use. Very cagey. And, you know, it starts off, I'm I'm just going to more focus on Fulham's opportunities. In the 10th minute, you have a shot by Narkart. In the 21st minute, Cavallaro's header just misses. And, um, a little bit later on, the 43rd minute, you have Cabano coming on for Cavalier. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. And then in stoppage time, you do have a couple of headers by Mitra. But 
like I said, this is really a cagey first half. How do you view the first half? It, I took the words right out of my mouth. That sounds meatloafish, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very much so. It was, um, it was a chess match. Um, West Brom would have looked at it and said, well, if we get the points, we keep the fodder at bay. We don't want to lose because if we lose, now we've got two teams on a you-know-what. So that, what do we do? And I thought we just played our very normal way. I think yep. we had good good amount of possession in the first half. I think we just edged it. But, I mean, West Brom would have gone in the half-time and thought, well, we're obviously still in this. And they would have been a little nervous because they had, you know, they, they, um, they dropped points against Blackburn. And it's a game they really should have lost. Blackburn had... You know, it's one of these teams that, that, that went on to a super run of form just a little too little, too, little too late. I mean, they, they um, t- turning over, um, I'm just trying to think who they beat 2-1. I'm just, I'm, I'm having a complete blank. That's okay. Um, I, was it Cardiff City? Uh, yes, it was Cardiff sure. City because Cardiff had gone to Bristol City and won one nothing, And uh, getting a draw and, um, you know, they're sort of betwixt and between. And West Brom would have been very disappointed by the result last night. Yep. I think the Fodder are winning right now. So there might only be one point between. So um, it was what I expected. Um, probably what I would expect of a playoff final, which this is a very good chance. It might, this might be a prelude to the playoff final. I would not it could be surprised. Be. Yeah. Um, so there was, you know, I think we had the slight territorial advantage. But um, um, of course, we got, Cavallero got subbed and... It wasn't so much the Cavalier was doing anything of any note, but you'd taken away an attacking option in, in, in the first half, and that really, Scotty must have been rolling his eyes going, here we go again. Right, and and that's why I wanted to talk now about this substitution. It, it had more to do with the injury and the timing of it. Cavalera was a passenger in this match. Your ol- only real attacking option off the bench, Giannis, was Niskin's Cabana. He probably wanted to wait until the second half to bring him on. Probably like around the 60, 65th minute to see if Cabano could change the match a little bit. But when you bring him on, when you bring him on, there is no effect. He's just taking the place of someone else. You're not changing the game. And, uh, you know, I just find it interesting. That's what I look about when we talk about the effect that it had. Not that Cavallaro was a loss here because he really was a passenger. It was bringing on a substitute, which was your only offensive threat. Yeah, isn't that miserable? We're allowed to bring five yeah. subs on. And I, I'm not looking at this bench. And that's all we have. And that's all we've got. I mean, it, it, if there isn't an indictment, and even if you've got Kenny and Boo on the bench, um, so you say, I don't know, Alfie isn't there. I mean, it's just you put Alfie Mawson there. It's just putting a name there, right? I mean, not gonna. Yeah. He's not, he's not coming on. Um, we still look, we still look shallow in terms of depth, and yeah. um, you know, I I I'm gonna say this. Uh, they announced this morning, I think, about the transfer window, and um, regardless of whether we get, we go up or we we stay down, this is a very big transfer window. Um, oh, I totally agree. Because we've got to, we've got to start. You know, we've got players out on loan that we could probably cash in on. And, we, and what was said earlier about needing a couple of strikers, yeah, we do need a couple of strikers. And we need a couple of strikers who um, can bring some experience to the, you know, to the division that will take away the solitary threat of Mitro. 
And that's the problem. Teams are focused on Mitra and go, well, who else is going to score? Okay, oh, do we take our chance that Steph, Joe, or Harry uh, will score a worldie? Oh, we'll take our chances because that's all they've got. Yeah. And that's so we're desperately short. And once Naiskins came on, that you could do, you know, God, now who's going to. You're thinking, well, there was I, nothing else. He couldn't change else. the game. Even no. if he wanted to, there was nothing there for him to change. And that's the point of all this. This goes back to the argument after the match. Did Fulham play for a draw? Why were they playing so conservatively? Why didn't he go for it? Well, when you don't have the players to go for it, you can't. He was hamstrung by the injuries, and, and you're talking about really overall not having enough depth and uh it played itself out yeah, it totally played itself out especially when we talk about the second half so let's talk about the second half and i'm just going to say this because fulham held their own in the second half and they had their moments but i thought west Brom were the better team in the second half mm-hmm. and really started to create opportunities and really were starting to make me nervous Giannis. they had some really good opportunities in the second half but I'm going to focus on the one that Fulham had. And again, there weren't that many opportunities from Fulham. If this is, what, two, three inches lower, Giannis? Fulham win, and my prediction comes right. Anthony Knockhart in the 73rd minute. This is what he has. This is the capability he has. He's just not consistent enough. Anthony Knockhart, if it's just a few inches, Giannis, Fulham's... Situation is completely different. Your thoughts on the opportunity from Knockhart, who hits the crossbar? Yeah, he's absolutely smashed that. Johnston had no chance there. None. Um, but again, it's 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 creating something from nothing. He's go back to the article against Forest. You know, um, out of nothing. Out of nothing, and but again, you've got to have the attacking threats that can support. It, it, it was a fantastic crack. Um, but we didn't create enough chances in the second half. But then, late on, we sensed they were getting very tired. They all of a yeah. sudden started tightening up, and um, and then we got a few corners and we were knocking on the door. And, That's right, um, at the very end of the match. The very end of the match. So it, it was an interesting match to analyze because we, you know, same formations, the four-two-three-one. Yeah. Um, I think both teams played their part. I don't think it could have been anything different from the nil-nil. I thought it was a a fair result. Um, probably a bigger catastrophe for, for West Brom than for us because our odds were long, whereas they're in control. I mean, you know, they all they knew if they won their last three games, they get promoted, but if they slip up, the fodder right behind them. That's right. Um, but you've got to have the horses. You've got to have the horses that you can choose from and say, okay, well, I can do something different and I'm I know this is gonna I am sounding like a broken record in terms of our squad but I I'm sort of I am looking forward to the, the, the transfer deadline because um, um, the, I actually I feel sorry for Scott Parker I do I, I just I'm thinking as a coach I've got my line up there I've got a couple of injuries that's fine and the whole point of having a bench is to relieve players who have been injured or make tactical changes depending on where the score the game is going so he's obviously got players where he can make um, substitutions for injuries because that, right. that's a given. But he's extremely limited in terms of the number of substitutions he can make in terms of changing the course of the game. 
And there are um, some unknown, again, unknown facts. I'm, I'm still convinced that Arta probably had a knock, and that's why he was getting a rest. Um, I think Christie might have been that as well, though he came on. Mawson hasn't played any time, so he's not going to be match fit. Steven Sessegnon's only played a bit. K-Max only played a bit. Steph Johnson's played a bit more recently. But there's really nothing in that lineup um, unless you played Steph Joe as the force number nine, where right. you could change the pattern of the game. If we went a goal down, we were done. And as a coach, I'd be going, well, this is, what am I doing? And that's not his fault. He can only do, he can only coach and do with what he's got. I, I, I don't know if, I can accept the fact that he's a conservative coach and no one's going to like that. But yeah. you have to give this manager the tools. And, and, and I'm hoping, and I've, obviously part, a lot of the venom last night that came back is, oh, Scotty's got to go. What does infuriate me sometimes is when you go, owners who change the manager and all of a sudden all this money's available and then someone like scott would be like well, why didn't i have this money available and i'm not going to accept the thing that he's a new coach and he's da 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 yeah. you know, he's, he's learning his trade and i think he's got every reason to be very pleased with himself um but i mean i'd feel terrible for him looking at that bench i'd be going what am i doing so he, considering the options he's got you know, and if you want a, you know, that cautionary tale, look back to that first game after the break against Brentford. Reed yep. goes off, they bring their same subs on, all of a sudden the game changes. It, it, and they win. Their it. substitutions made all the difference in the world the for difference. Brentford. And we have nothing on that bench right now. It yep. even comes close. So it's a valid point, my friend. It's, it's a valid point. But going back to this, because again, I think this is something we're going to be talking about on our next post matchup because I, I've seen a lot of commentary about the fact that we don't, we don't have a good counterattack. I agree with that. And you have Knockhart and Cavallaro who look like they, again, from their former sides are good counterattacking players. So then this goes back to what we're talking about now. Scott Parker's style does not mesh with some of his players. So when you look at the recruitment, again, I do you fit – the system to the players or do the players have to fit into the system, Giannis? In this instance, under Parker, it's the players need to fit into the system because you're not playing to the strengths of Narcan and Cavallaro. I, I understand that. But that's also something to consider. When they brought these players in, why didn't they consider how are these players going to fit into the style of play of Scott Parker? Because they don't seem to fit. And I'll give you another example. I was thinking about this and thinking about how, like, one manager would use Tom Kearney, have him on the right, on the left. Tom Kearney was meant to play in the center, and that's when he became the player that he is. I think this is a little bit different with Narcard and Cavallaro, but when you don't have a player playing to his strengths, I guess this is kind of what, what you got, but if you're Parker, and I'm going to ask you this, would you have considered at the beginning of the season changing things up or going with your philosophy? He went with his philosophy, and the players need to fit into the philosophy. What, what are your thoughts about that? That's a great point you've raised. Uh, it's the age-old, do you fit the players to or do the players fit to? Um, I think uh, Scott has shown himself to be pretty um, – 
steadfast in his views and his philosophy. I, I, when you, I know people out say, so you're just trying to say bloody stubborn. We could do. But I mean, um, he's got a way that he wants to do things. Yeah. Uh, I'm very curious as to, you know, I, I, with the top clubs, I mean, I use a, use a Klopp. A Klopp or Pep or, you know, whoever. Um, Ola, Ola Gunnar going to the board and saying, I need these players and this is why I need these players and this is what will help my system. And I'm wondering if that same pipeline exists with Scotty. And I, It's a good I, question, Giannis. I, I don't know. It's I, a valid one because these players, let's be honest, don't fit the system. No, they don't. You have two players on your wings who do not fit Parker's system, and we keep talking about why we're not seeing the most out of them, and I understand the frustration of some fans. But again, it's the age-old question. Like you said, do you have these players fit your system, or do you change your system to fit the players? Yeah, and you. I think the best managers and the best clubs um, don't say, well, we've done this, therefore we're fine. I saw a comment from Jurgen Klopp last night where he said, well, we can enjoy winning the, the Premier League, but we know next year is going to be that much tougher. That's right. You know, and um, I, I just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it'd be really interesting to see how the debrief looks at the end of the year in terms yep. of, because if, let's say we get to the playoff final and we lose, um, does that cost Scott? He's got his job. That would be very, 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 very harsh. Uh, I know there are good managers out there. Yeah. But, um, you know, I remember when Chris Hewton first started out. He's, he's, a, he's a name who's probably one of the favorites, maybe the favorite. Yeah. He wasn't exactly exciting when he came out. Now, when he started out, did he have the resources down at Brighton? No. But... Um, I just don't, I think it, it's, you know, we can't utilize managers like we, we utilize face masks. Right. You know, throw them away. I think we need, we've had so many managerial changes over the years. And of course, we've had some donkeys and train wrecks. We know that. But we've had some very good managers as well. And um, I know Bristol City got rid of Lee Johnson. I'm still not sure that was the right call. But you know, I, I happen to like Lee Johnson. I but... do too. I'm not sure they'd be the fit here, but I, I like the fact that they at least stuck with him for a while. They, they did up the Cowley brothers from Huddersfield, which I, I really I find a little bit bizarre because you got someone like Chris Hewitt out there, unless they approached him and he said no. Yep. But I think you need, you know, Billich has been with West Brom for a while. Bielsa has been with uh, Leeds for a while. Um, even the best managers have learned under somewhere, someone else. Right. And I think he needs time. And, uh, you know, I hope that the Khans aren't thinking, well, unless he gets promoted, he's gone. Because that would piss me off royally. Because it doesn't, it doesn't send a good message to everyone else. If I'm a manager, yeah, you want a job. But if, if, a, if a coach in his first year has gone out and, you know, got finished fourth, gets to a player final, gets fired, if, I mean... You know, I mean that's 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 really harsh, and, and reputation of a club follows that. That maybe that's not the right way to do things. I, I love the fact that they, they they hired him. I was totally in favour of that. I yep. thought it was the right decision, at the right time. I thought he did he did some good stuff near the end of last season. 
I think he's done a very good job overall. I mean, of course, he's got some negatives, of course. But you yeah. still have to give him the players. And uh, it, to me, he doesn't have them. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and I don't want to hear more about the Kenny. Kenny? You know what? Take the captaincy off Kenny, give it to Harrison Reeve. That's a captain. Oh, I would do but, that. Oh, I would do that. I would not, do that in a heartbeat. In an absolute... Yeah. You brought up Danny Murphy. They're different players. But again, they lead by example. They are leaders on the pitch. Why not Harrison Reed? But again, I, I understand that he's, uh, he's on right, loan. But yeah. why not? Yeah, well, why not? I mean, what, what, you know, I mean, especially I, especially if they can sign him permanently, which I, oh, which can, I would we, do. can we can we? Well, you know what? That's what worries me because Southampton aren't fooled. Um, they, no. they've they've read. No, the they have to be they seeing. Think. They have to be seeing what's going on here. And going right, yeah, yeah. Sure. Anyways, my friend, let's end the show with man of the match. Who's your man of the match? Um, and if anyone else has a man of the match that's watching live, feel free to share that. I, I, um, I thought Knockout played well yesterday. Um, um, but, but to me, Reed was just, just, just immense. I mean, this is, this is, what's this, five? Is this five man of the matches in a row? Four, five? I, I don't know. This is this is absolute insanity. It's it is um, it's uh, and actually uh, I'm looking at the Brentford are still one up. Yep. late into injury time. So um, I think that uh, Reed yesterday just 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 he just absolutely ran the show, and um, he was uh, he's the guy that could could single handedly take us back to the Premier League. I just think right now he's that good and he's playing that well. That's that's and, very um, interesting you say it. That yeah, I way do. I really think. I mean, he's because he plays with a lot of confidence, and oh, he you know, and again, he's everywhere, and they need someone like that. But I do want to share this comment from our friend Trevor Sander, who's been commenting throughout the show. Knockhart was man of the match, in my opinion. You've already talked about Knockhart. Yeah, I thought he played well. I, I, I thought he played well, and I'll give him kudos for that. And now I want to see the, the consistency. Did it take benching him? to light a fire under him. Um, if it did, and it's going to get him going good. Um, I, 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 but we still, we still got passengers out there. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's why, you know, after coming back in, releases, they could overread to go wide. Let's push him left, or push him left and, and uh, you know, and uh, knock out right. Yep. Um, because, you know, with, I'm all about putting in shifts. And I, you know, and the scoring goals and not scoring goals, but they could never read, does it? I, I, I to me, right now, Cavalier is a, a passenger, and you know, we sometimes. Oh, and final score, Brentford just won. So I now was just to, about to share. I was going to wait till you finished. What a run! That's now. Brentford have won again, and uh, look what's going on there. And I, I thought they couldn't keep it up. Have to give them credit. Don't like the uh, the team. Don't certainly don't like the supporters because I, I think they're obnoxious, but. You know, have to give uh, the team credit where credit is due. Giannis, I have some more comments here. Colm Bugler, can only be read again, agrees with you. Our friend Steve Reynolds in Spain, Naki for general play, tracking back, etc. He does do that, Giannis. Say what you want about about the one-on-one play when he gets the ball at his feet. He does do all that, but he does commit himself. Not all players do that. Anthony Naki does. No, I mean, I, and it's, you know, again, it's, it's lighting the fire. 
Um, some players, are, you know, depend. I mean, if I got benched as a player, I didn't sulk. I just got pissed off. And I, I, it would piss me off. You know, not having this. Because you always think you're better than any other player on the pitch. So he's probably taking it personally and gone, I'm not having any of this. I'm going to put it in. And that's great. That's great. If that was the catalyst that he needed to turn it around. And he was unlucky with that, yep. that, that, that shot that, that would have been another worldie, to be honest. Yep. Um, but we, with Cavallero, he's just floating. Cavallero can't start in the playoffs for me. Okay. I'm, I'm calling it now. Uh, I mean, I could name, I could name my, I could probably main, name my 11 and he wouldn't be in it and nor would Kearney. Um, <laughs> no, he wouldn't. I, mean, I just, I, I, the only thing I have a doubt about Russ is the, uh, is the fullbacks. Um, okay. I'd love okay, to. Okay. Well, yeah, Giannis, we'll let's end with your starting 11 for a playoff. Let's, you say you could do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's end that way. Instead of, you know, we've already done man of the match. Let's look ahead. I know we're jumping ahead to a, a playoff situation. We don't know who Fulham would play. What would be your starting 11? Healthy wise. Say everyone's healthy. Who would be your starting 11? Who would be my starting 11? Okay. Um, obviously, uh, Rhoda Connett. Uh, Christia Wright. Okay. Odoir left. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, I pick Odoir because if you. If you bench Brian, then you give you provide an attacking option off the bench. You do. That's actually a very good point, my friend. So that and that's no disrespect to Brian because I think no, playing, he playing actually could be a weapon from the bench, big time. So that would be my thing. But Odor okay. has to be there. Um, and then of course you got um, um, you got Hector and Reem. Okay. Midfield would be Reed, Onama, and Arta. Okay. Up front, I would have Mitro in the middle. Yeah, and I'm going to assume that Boo Boo is not fit. And if okay. Boo Boo is fit, Boo Boo goes on the bench because you can work him yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, um, I don't so, think he comes right back in the start. No. I don't think that would be a, a good decision. No, I just because he's going to need some time. So I yeah. put Dacre Dover Reed on um, the left or right. Doesn't, doesn't yep. either way would be fine. And put Noki on the other side. Yeah, um, and that's my. That's my, and I think that's a very solid team to put out in the playoff. Yeah, that would I would be I'd be now. Of course, that would mean you would have Brian on the bench. You'd have uh, Top Cat, Kearney on the bench. Um, you'd have Boo Boo on the bench. You'd have Steph Joe on the bench. Um, you got K Mac on the bench. Yeah. Uh, you would possibly have. Uh, Le Marchand on the bench. I don't know about yep. Alfie Morrison. I don't think Alfie Morrison will play another minute this year, personally. Yep. Um, so, and then a couple of others. But then, that's fine. I think. But that eleven means that that if he needs to change the formation, Brian can come on. Yeah. Boo Boo can give you some smash, smash bang wallop. Um, and if you want to provide a little bit of silk or something, maybe you bring Kearney. But again, I think it's all about the balance of the lineup. And to me. That triumvirate, I think, is the be-all and end-all. You've got to keep the three okay. together, without a doubt. Okay. I'm going to share this because I've been going back and forth with another friend of mine in Spain, my friend Chris Davidson, who is a firm believer in Tom Kearney, his value. Kearney must return. Giannis, Chris has been going back and forth with me privately, and I understand where Chris is coming because 
he sees the value in Tom Kenny. I also see the value in him, but I understand where you're going. You're, you're thinking more of the fit right now of these three. So your thoughts about Kenny must return. A question I'd ask Chris is, uh, fair, fair enough, then who's, who sits? Because you can't sit Reed, because he's now the best, he's the best player in the team. You can't, you can't sit Onoma, because Onoma's given us a different perspective with energy and, you know, and just the synergy between the two of them is excellent. So you've only got one other. You've got Harry Arter. But I think Harry Arter, I think Harry Arter's playing well, and I think he's playing well within the system. Yeah, I just um, my thing with you. You can't. My trepidation here, my hesitation, my reluctance is that you can't live off past reputations. You've got to look at current form, and Kearney is not playing well, and he hasn't for a while. So, if Arthur can chip in, and you know he can, and you know he's going to provide the defensive cover, and you know he's going to give you a little bit of an edge. Um, and you know that the threesome's working. You've got to play the players are in form. I, I, I just, and that's why Cavallero can't start. He's not playing well. I just, okay. It, and it's tough on players if you know you're playing well as well. Yeah. There's also a, um, there's also a, a chemistry thing and a, an optical thing. If you sure. know you're playing well, and you're not starting, but you know the person that is starting isn't playing anywhere, anywhere near as well as you are. You know it, but I guarantee you dollars to donuts that the players know it too. And, and Scotty here will have to make a difficult decision, a brave and audacious, and one where he needs a, a spine. Does he have the spine and the wherewithal? I think he does. He'll play the best 11. And Kearney right now isn't. Kearney might be able to come off the bench and give you 15, 20 minutes of magic. But to start, you have to set a tempo. And to me... He shouldn't be there. And so I'd ask Chris that. I mean, who would you bench? I, I, I'm going to guess he says Arta. And that's fair enough. But I, I think Arta's playing pretty well. Okay. So it's, it's legit. It's a legit captain. It is. It, listen, it's a legit question. And that's what's great about doing this show, my friend, mm. is that as we've been progressing doing these videos, we're coming up with some very interesting things for us to talk about. When you and I st- uh, were doing this years ago, the fact that we've progressed to this point that we can have these really great discussions about how Fulham can do this, could do that. I think that's uh, one of the reasons why I want to do a podcast. Now we're doing videos and uh, it's just wonderful that we can have this back and forth also with people watching us. We can go back and forth with them. So anyways, we, we really should wrap the, this show. Giannis, it's been fantastic doing with you, but let's wrap this up. For Yash and Anson Russ Coleman, thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. 
That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.